I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Hello, 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 Anwar. Hello, 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 Fairlith. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm really good. I'm excited to talk about everything we have to talk about this week. What a weird bunch of stuff we watched. <laughs> it's be, it's been it's been a week. Like yeah, just with just with content and even a couple bits of news have been Ooh, have yeah. like totally caught me off guard. Mm-hmm, me too. I bet we have yeah. the same news. Well, I guess we'll find out. So I guess uh, we'll find out. So let's start with that then. Because, okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I love Disney Parks news. I, I probably mm-hmm. could talk about other Disney news sometime, but I, I don't know if I ever will. I just love Disney <laughs> Parks news. Um, Avengers Campus has finally had an opening date revealed. It will be open to the public on June 4th. And yes. they released a little trailer uh, that shows drone footage of some of the buildings in a clearer way than we've ever seen before. So I got to see that. Oh, that's uh, Did legit. you see that? I'll send that to you. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but uh, yeah, send it to me and I'll watch it and then I'll throw it in the show notes as well so that others Wonderful. can see it. Wonderful. It's really great. It shows um, Avengers, I think Avengers headquarters, a uh, little Quinjet, shows Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which of course we've already seen, but it's really cool mm-hmm. footage. It shows the uh, exterior of the Spider-Man ride and it shows a Doctor Strange area that looks really, really cool. I want to yes. go hang out in Doctor Strange's house. It's, it's amazing. Yes, I think I remember them saying something about how they're going to have a Sanctum Centaurum in... In Disneyland, if I remember correctly. So cool. Yeah, and there's amazing sculpture, amazing Doctor Strange light fixtures. Just, I'm going to be honest with you, I've never watched Doctor Strange, but if that's the aesthetic, I'm going to watch Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is really good. I'm sure. Yeah. I also never saw Iron Man 2. I'm just (laughs) bad at being a comic book fan. (laughs) Iron Man 2 is definitely, I think, the better of the Iron Man movies. Really? Is it? Is that is that the consensus? I can't remember. I don't know. It's the one with the the little the guy with the whips. Yeah. It's, and then maybe... uh, the Mandarin is the villain in the third one, and I yeah. I actually don't know if I saw the first one either. Oh no, I've seen actually, like, no, all the, the first other ones, Marvel movies. The first one I think is the better one. Yeah. Well, the first one's the one that really kicked off the entire MCU, right? Absolutely. So, Very wise. Yeah, it had to be good. Jr. Has so much charisma. John Favreau. John Favreau uh, has a lot I of I believe wrote well. and directed that movie. I well then it's probably amazing cuz the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is insane. The first one, yeah, no the first the first Iron Man movie is is quite good. It's very very good. You and yeah, sold and like when me. Uh, I'll give that indie flick a chance. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll go somewhere. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh awesome. yeah, okay. So That's my cool. exciting news. I just watched that trailer like 6 times. That's rad. <laughs> it's, it, it'll be good to take a look at it and uh, especially see like the differences or like how they've changed with uh, from what it was before, which is, of course, Bugs Land, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so. completely. You, there's no trace of Bugs Land as far as I can see. I'm sure there's some Easter eggs in there knowing the Imagineers, but uh, well, I was worried like it wouldn't be cute. Like uh-huh. it, it wouldn't because it's, you know, it's just buildings. They're just, yeah. you know, but it is really it's really slick. Yeah, well, I, imag- I imagine it would be just because, like, the aesthetic of that, I think they're trying, they're very much trying to keep it uh, engaging visually, right? Because, like, yeah. they're, 
because yeah, like I, from what I understand for Avengers Campus on in Disneyland, there's only really like two attractions. Yeah, well, they they have the Spider Man ride, which is yeah. similar to Astro Blasters in Tomorrowland, except uh, as far as I'm aware, and I might be wrong on this, you're actually using your real movements. You don't have like yeah. a, a gun or anything. Which yeah, is you cool. ha- you use like web shooters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is of, of course. course the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror reskin, but still good. And then there's an e ticket ride that I don't know a lot about, but I hear is very similar to the Harry Potter coaster at uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is an insane insane experience so i'm very excited to see more information about that yeah and then of course like in because there's they're also building one in in disney world and i believe in disneyland paris and i know the and i know the big thing that they were doing is that all three of the branches of the campus are meant to link together oh cool like a big yeah. story kind of I love yeah that. That's really cool. Um, Paris, I'm really glad that they're making their uh, their equivalent of Hollywood Studios better because it's it's long been considered the worst Disney park in the world. It's only like a half day if you try. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that both Avengers Campus and Galaxy's Edge are coming there because it'll make me want to visit more. Cause yeah. It's really expensive to get to France. Yes, it is, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let me see what else. Uh, what I've got, one of the biggest pieces of news that i have is that apparently uh disney is creating a lightsaber oh yeah i saw that and thought it was a fever dream i oh my god what yeah so apparently from what i understand there was a demo done mm-hmm. um oh shit hold on i lost it ah ah no <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I heard that too. But while you look for it, they did file for a patent for something that uh, I forget the exact wording because I read it and then my brain blacked it out. But uh, for an extendable lightsaber uh, project. So that's very yes. interesting too. Yes. Okay. So it was a virtual event dubbed A Special Look Inside Disney Parks, uh, hosted by Josh DeMauro, chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Disney showed off uh, what appeared to be an actual working lightsaber uh in that you have the hilt and then like the the blade emerged from the hilt so like it actually works like a lightsaber yeah that's yeah i can't even i mean i know that lightsabers have been invented in that you can have a a really powerful laser that is extremely dangerous come out of a hilt and cut things apart but well um, but here's my but here's my question though like it, it may be a lightsaber in that it functions as a lightsaber but like, what is it actually made of yeah right, right? like I, mean, I i doubt i doubt it's like an actual lightsaber you can use to like oh of you know, course cut things and you know whatever. that's what i'm saying i'm saying like nerds have invented like the equivalent of a lightsaber that's extremely dangerous but obviously nothing at disney parks would be able to kill you like no (laughs) even if a cast member is well trained they're not gonna have a real lightsaber on them so like what is it yeah that that is that is the question buy one i mean now it's making me like question like do i buy the one that i build in uh at the lightsaber experience or do i buy this one that actually works (laughs) well it's like what if the lightsaber experience is eventually going to evolve into being a real lightsaber that you can get only at disney parks i mean like well done disney that's something i will uh, absolutely pay for Mm -hmm, (laughs) twice mm -hmm. probably twice like i'm gonna go do the lightsaber experience for sure when i can 
But I'd go back. I'd go back for a real lightsaber. I'd do anything for a real lightsaber. I want a real lightsaber. That'd be so cool. But yeah, yeah. it was a vir- uh, the virtual presentation was in was for invited media ge- media and guests and mainly focused on a conversation between Demario and Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't probably because they were talking about Avengers Campus. Um, and then yeah, and so like there's they they didn't show any recordings or screen like the, uh, people were asked not to show anything visually. Uh, from this press conference, which is why we haven't actually seen anything from it. Mm-hmm. But apparently the people that were there, uh, were like shocked because it worked. It's like, um, uh, he pulls out the, uh, Josh Demario was saying goodbye. Uh, and then at the end was like, and you never know what we're going to come up with next and pulls out a light, uh, pulls out a lightsaber out of a little box, like the kind of like the lightsaber hilt, but slightly wider. Yeah. And then, like, activates it. And so, like, actually showed people. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, it's real. And then that was, like, yeah. the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I were Josh Demaro, that's exactly what I would do, too. <laughs> yeah. And I think and I think the reason they're not showing anything yet is probably because they're wanting to keep that hype, you know, building and building. Uh, but maybe it's because it's also not 100% complete. And, and I think also because uh, they're still going with... Uh, they're still wanting to put the patent forward because that I guess maybe because the patent hasn't fully gone through. And so Disney doesn't a hundred percent own it yet. Right. Oh my God. And so maybe because of that, they didn't want to show anything in case some other, somebody else or some other company like watches the video, analyzes it and builds their own. Right. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, the main thing that I'm hearing here is the immersion and tech and experience at Disney Parks is going over the next ten years is going to get both more expensive and more yeah. worth it. So, but, and I think it's 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 crazy because like you and I, you and I are very much pe- the kind of people that are we we both recognize the the negative impact of capitalism and how much of and how big companies like this with with having so much money. Uh, it can definitely have a negative impact on things. That being said, the thing that I like about the Disney company is that they be, they also are able to throw so much money at things like this, at yes. innovations, you know, and the Imagineers are able to do so much. They're able to push the envelope. They're able to innovate and create new things, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, like when when they when they evolved the animatronics from right like the 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 disc ones into yes. like into electro servers so that the movements were so much more fluid. Yeah. I mean, look at Mr. Right? Lincoln and look at the Navi River Run. I I think what a lot of people do not realize, just because it's Disneyland's been around since uh, the mid 1950s, is mm-hmm. tons of modern technology that we use and take for granted was invented by Imagineers. Yeah. Um, and even even if it wasn't invented, it was uh, maybe uh, made into a way that was more accessible, more uh, streamlined, easier for people to use. I mean, they were doing video calling in Epcot before that was considered possible stuff yeah like, that. like I, I i remember seeing um clips of i can't remember what it was exactly but like them being able to do like interactive touch screen stuff yes before that was even a thing exactly i mean it's it's beyond the fact that disney has invented 
uh, stuff like steel tube ro- roller coasters, which are now a thing. It's it's ju- they put stuff in their parks that is actual technology that does better humanity, which is also in line with Walt's vision. And uh, yeah. I think that's something really to laud and admire. Yeah, well, because like, wasn't the Matterhorn like the first? Uh what's called the first roller coaster of its kind it was that that's actually what i was referencing the first steel tube yes. roller coaster ever was the matterhorn and yeah. it's still wonderful i think the matterhorn holds up completely absolutely now. it 100 percent holds up yeah like oh. like so much fun the the right i mean like yeah the ride itself is a little rocky but i mean like of course that's it's a mountain <laughs> but it's not just that it's that uh, like the the actual cars themselves are it can be it can be a little jerky and a little rocky at times. Yes. Have you been but on the Matterhorn since they got the new um the new uh, bobsleds? Bob, oh no, bobsleds. not the not the new bobsleds. No, but I I I, I was on it when they uh, when they had the new the new Yeti. I like which, the new Yetis a lot. Um, yeah, it was very, very I hadn't, good. I haven't read Roden, Roden. I haven't ridden the Matterhorn <laughs> in years and years and years and years. But I heard, and honestly, it's not the kind of news I pay super big attention to. But they have uh, addressed a little bit the comfort of that ride uh-huh. with new bobsleds. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> like, it, like, and and it's for me, it's not like it would. It's a huge thing. It's ne- it's not like it's going to make me never want to ride the Matterhorn again. Right, but it's just definitely one of those things where I'm riding and I'm like, oh yeah, I can tell this ride is from like the mid 20th century. Like I can feel it. But yeah. again, like I, I will still 100% ride the Matterhorn. Like, oh, no I'm never question. gonna stop. Like, no this, question. The other nice thing uh, I think about Disneyland and Disney World and all of these parks, and uh, you know, it's not even innovation, is that partially they they are a bit of a museum. They they you can mm. go and see the first animatronics still working, mm. still kept up in this incredible detailed yep. caring way, and that's not really available elsewhere in the world. And it's it's just really special to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. Like it, it, they they work as kind of a, an interesting. Uh, innovative time capsule just to be like yeah like this is you know how things started and this is where we're going and all this other stuff right so it's like yeah it's great mm-hmm. it's great um let's see uh some other piece of news that i have here uh so it looks like uh disney world is going to be changing their shuttle service oh uh yeah so it seems like um uh Mears is launching a new shuttle service to Disney Resort starting in 2022. So I think what it is is uh, the shuttle service that would take you from Disney from the airport in Orlando to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what's happening is that uh, the original company that was doing that uh, Disney World is severing their ties with it. I think, oh. and so now uh, this uh, this other company, uh, uh, the Mears Connect service. Uh, is a Central Florida cent- a, cent- a Central Florida transport company. Uh, I think they are then uh, taking up uh, the responsibility of doing the transport of shuttling people. However, it is going to uh, undergo a cost. So you will have a cost to go from the airport to Disney World in this Aww. shuttle service. Yeah. It does, it, it does kind of suck a little bit just because I think, you know, like Disneyland, for example, has like a whole has a bus service. Yeah. Right. Has the bus shuttle service, and that that uh, that comes into LAX like all the time. Yeah. Like when I when I was in LA, uh, standing at at LAX, uh, waiting for the bus to take me uh, to downtown, 
mm-hmm. like the 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 Disney bus would just pass by like every ten minutes, and it would yeah. And so like That's, I think yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean I I I don't I don't like that idea personally because I mean it costs enough. Like yeah. your trip costs enough. Yeah, and I'm, I, they haven't announced any prices yet. I'm hoping mm-hmm. it's not going to be too expensive. Uh, but yeah, but it seems like this is going to be something that's completely separate. So it's like you don't have to take the shuttle service mm-hmm. uh, because, of course, there are other ways to get there. Like um, there are other rideshare options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have options, but I guess it's just going to be a little. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Me neither. I I think, like, it's difficult because Disney World, it's not like Disneyland in Anaheim. Disney World is the size of a city. So mm-hmm. you can't just get, it's, you know, Anaheim is right outside Disneyland. You know what I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not so easy to just get from the airport to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, that'll develop. Hopefully, and ho- and if it does cost something, then hopefully it doesn't cost as much. I mean, like, if you are someone who's going to be taking your rideshare to Disneyland or to where to Disney World or wherever hotel you're staying at, um, hopefully uh, the price of the shuttle is either comparable or maybe it's even a little less than. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's the hope, and I think maybe it's because I mean, with the difference with it is that Disneyland has your you have your three main hotels. Right. Yes. And they're all within walking distance of the parks. And so I think this because I know I've never taken the shuttle service to Disneyland, but I think with the shuttle service there, I think they take you to like a central hub that's very close to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And then I think from there, then you kind of go to wherever hotel you're staying at. If you're staying on uh, on site on a uh, on a Disney in a Disneyland hotel. Right. Yes. Whereas with Disney World, they have like. 10 15 different hotels all ranging from various prices yes. kind of scattered all over the place mm-hmm. so there is no real central location where all these hotels are sitting yeah and so i think the only real thing i can think of is that like this kind of makes it uh maybe they've changed the route maybe the route is slightly different uh to kind of hit as many hotels as possible um maybe this one is kind of going to a central area and then you're kind of have to scatter from there um but if you're somebody who isn't staying in like one of the you know more high class more expensive hotels like for example the grand polynesian or something Uh, then maybe you are already going to be taking a ride share anyway to Mm -hmm. your specific hotel you know maybe it's one of the more budgeted hotels you know like uh uh what's it called um the, Art of uh, Animation, yeah, uh, Pop Anim- Century. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of those ones, right? So I think because there are so many options, I think maybe that's why they're kind of like Disney uh, Disney World was kind of like, what's the point of having a central shuttle if we don't even really have a central hub? Yeah. And not just that, but also so many of these other hotels are all kind of linked together with the gondola service yes right which is mm-hmm. which is already free and uh and the gondolas will take you from hotel to hotel to park to park to hotel right so like there's already a really easy way to get around from there 
Yes. And so it, um, yeah. there's one budget hotel. Well, they call them value hotels, but there's one of the cheaper <laughs> ones that has access to the Skyliner. Yes. Uh, so, you I know. I remember which one it is. That is Art of Animation. Yes, it's the one, I think it's the one, I think it has, like, Pongo in front of it or something. It's got, like, a giant statue um, of one of the Dalmatians. I'm not I sure, because there's one. there's the All-Star Movies Resort. I I imagine, I imagine you're right. I'm not super familiar with Disney World, but there's All-Star Movies, All-Star Music, All-Star mm-hmm. Sports, uh, um, Art of Animation, which is the newest one, Pop Century, and then Art of Animation is the one with the Little Mermaid-themed pool, mm. and the Skyliner Access. Cute. Um but I think there are other hotels that have Disney animation statues, but I might be wrong. Yeah, because I remember I remember when I was looking up uh, pictures of the hotels uh, when I was like, you know, because occasionally I'll just I'll plan a trip to Disney World just as like a fantasy. <laughs> Me too. And just be like, which if I were staying at this hotel, how much would it cost and blah, blah, blah. But like they um, have uh, they have all the pictures there. Yes, I googled it. Uh, it's All Star Movies that has the big statue of Pongo outside of it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, and now last little bits of news I have here. Uh, the name announced has been a, a name has been announced for the new Disney hotel opening in Japan. What? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Tokyo Yay. Disney Resort Toy Story Hotel. It's uh, <gasps> Toy Story themed. How fun! Yes, yeah, so that'll be nice and cute. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, of course, uh, Disneyland's uh, reopening, and so they've got um, uh, the layout of that kind of how it's going to happen. What certain because they're they're not opening the entire parks like the the entire park when they when they open. Um, you will, uh, I believe, you will still be doing. Uh, you'll be doing three park reservations, uh, which launches on the twelfth of April. Um. And yeah, and I'm pretty sure, and they're not, they're only opening, or no, they're opening the majority of the park, but there are certain things that they are keeping closed. Mm, uh, yes. Yes. I can't remember which ones they are keeping closed. Like, I think, uh, uh, I think one of them is Astro Blasters. Yes. Um, I actually, I can get that list. I was just looking at it myself. Ah. And, um. Astro Blasters is staying closed because the queue is um, largely indoors. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, but, um, like the Matterhorn is closed, uh, but just because it's refurbishment time, um, yes. Jungle Cruise is closed because they because are refurbishing it. Monorail is closed because, uh, it's indoors. You're, you're in an enclosed tube. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the Finding Nemo, uh, submarines are obviously closed. I'm not sure they're ever going to reopen. I mean, I, it's a cute ride, but yeah. it's definitely not you know, high on my list of things to go on. Well, I'm it's like, lie. you look at Tomorrowland and you look, Star Wars Launch Bay is taking up a ton of uh, real estate mm-hmm. and Autopia and Finding Nemo are taking up a ton of real estate. Autopia cannot be removed without removing the submarines because it's over top of them. Mm. So, um, I, like I think, I do too, but I can like, it's it's footprint is so huge and it's like we could have the tron light cycle coaster or we could have autopia and the lagoon and i want that lagoon to stay there i love that water feature in the middle of disneyland i wish that the mermaids were back in there i just have a hunch that that's eventually what's going to happen it would be sad to see autopia go 
Yeah. I mean, it's little kids love that ride. Obviously, like for me, it's it's not my focus anymore, but little kids love the chance to really drive. And yeah. I think that's special and nice. But I, it's funny that they haven't partnered with a company to make the cars electric. Yes. Like literally, that is exactly what Colin and I had uh, were thinking of when we were last there. As we were like driving around in these cars, we were thinking like, because like they, they keep pushing, uh, like the little that little Honda robot and everything, and they keep talking yeah. about electric power. Mm-hmm. And as we are going around the ride, like especially when you all come to the end where everybody is like in line and you're basically yeah. experiencing LA traffic. Uh, yeah, and you're it just smells. sitting there, and all you smell is just gas, is just yeah. gas fumes, and you're just kind of like, cool. So like, I get it. <laughs> this thing has been here since the '60s, but like, yeah, we have electric I mean, vehicles. <laughs> Elon Musk is is no friend of mine. I think he's a bit of a butt, but I'm not sure why mm-hmm. they haven't partnered with him. It seems like obvious. yeah, like yeah, like it would be obvious for Disney to team up with Tesla, or or maybe to continue their work with Honda. Yeah, like does Honda have, a, have an electric vehicle? I'm not sure. I I've just told you everything I know about cars. <laughs> Elon Musk exists. That's all I know. Elon um, Musk. But, but I uh, thought that they had like at least a hybrid. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I'm I, I'm really hoping that even if it's after our lifetimes, all cars are going to be electric eventually. Oh, yeah. Well, either um, way. I mean, like it would be it would it would be sad to see it go. But mm-hmm. I can also see why it would go because you're right. Yes. It is just such a big footprint of that park that they could easily yeah. turn, change it into something else. Mm-hmm. But again, I'd be really sad to lose that water feature in the middle of Tomorrowland. So, mm. yeah, that's um, pretty fair. Do you want me to, I have this list, do you want me to say more? Yes, continue, please. Okay, canoes are closed. Um, I think that makes perfect sense because everyone has to be real close. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to have a really slow canoe trip. It's about 28 minutes with a full canoe. (laughs) Um, I've never done the canoes. Me neither. I don't have the time. you got to line up and then spend half an hour going around the rivers of America. I have places to be. I can't do it. (laughs) I'd rather rather do it on on either of the boats, personally. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd always rather go on the Mark Twain. I love the Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, Storybook Land Canal boats are going to be closed, which I think is very interesting. But it's possible it's just not worth it to have an announcer on a boat, like a Jungle Cruise skipper or a Storybook Land Canal boat guide with an empty boat. I, that might be something to do with it. I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, Frontierland Shoot and Exposition. I think it might be a lot of cleaning. I think it might not be worth it. Um, Chippendale mm, yeah, Treehouse. Like cleaning of the guns. Yeah, exactly. Chippendale Treehouse, Donald's Boat, Goofy's Playhouse, Mickey's House, Minnie's House, basically everything in Toontown except Roger Rabbit and Gadget's Go Coaster are closed. Um, it's interesting which that also, they're not closing Roger Rabbit. I know, but I mean, like, they haven't closed Pirates of the Caribbean either. Like, we thought... Oh, uh, that's true. It's that's like, true. If, a, if an inside experience is more than 15 minutes, it's not allowed, is the law. Huh. So... I and I mean that's weird because Rise of the Resistance takes eighteen minutes, but I'm sure they'll be chopping it up a little bit. Uh, Pirates Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island again makes sense. Lots of caves. How it's also this is all stuff that children touch a lot. So how would you mm. stay on top of that? Yeah, Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Uh, then the sailing ship Columbia makes sense to me. There's a museum in it and it's inside Main Street mm-hmm. Cinema. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Again, more than 15 minutes and inside. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt you, but that's the no, whole no, no, list. no. That's okay. That's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Honestly, it, I thought yeah. I thought it'd be worse. 
Yeah, because ultimately you still have like you still have like pretty much all of New Orleans Square. You yep. have pretty much all of uh, Adventureland. You have almost all of Tomorrowland. You have almost all of Fantasy. Actually, you have all of Fantasyland except for the the storybook ride, like the yeah. storybook boats. And you can still look at it all. Like you can walk around, and I mean, if you go on the Casey Junior Circus train, you can also see it all. Yeah. And like so that's and nice, that, and that's like no, and there's almost no mention of California Adventure, like what they're closing. Down oh, there. that's just the Disneyland one. I'm not sure. Oh yes, yes, yes. About the yeah. California Adventure list, I'll see if I can find it. I think um, I remember reading that they're that they have um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the uh, Great Bear Rapids is closed. Oh yes, Grizzly River Ra- Run Rapids. Grizzly River Rapids. I, I can tell you why those are closed. Um, to restart the ride takes about four months after it's been drained because of uh, just the nature of what it is. Oh dang! Uh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Four it's months. not that it's unsafe. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly why, but uh, because of the water and the track and everything, it, it just takes a really long time to get it back Damn. going after it's been drained. Ah, um, uh, okay. For safety right, and fair. checking. and Yeah, so it'll be back. It'll just take a while. <laughs> yes. Um, list of, oh, here is the list for California Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, well... I can only tell you what's open on California Adventure, not closed. But oh. oh, wait, wait, no, I got it. All right, this is California <laughs> Adventure. What's closed? Animation Academy makes sense. Mm-hmm. Bakery tour, yeah, all indoors. Bakery tour makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I don't want anyone touring the bakery while there's a global pandemic. Golden Zephyr. Uh, Weird. Golden Zephyr. That's that. Uh, it spins and it is kind of twenties and Zeppelin looking, and uh, it's actually oh, silver, yeah. not gold. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Shuts down in the slightest breeze. <laughs> um, so I don't know why that would be. It's an outdoor ride. Um, but sure. Um, maybe because of the way the things are balanced, they're supposed to be full. I I literally have no idea. But uh, then Grizzly River Run, as we said, mm-hmm. is closed because of the... Because uh, it takes forever to start. Because it takes forever to start. Red Car <laughs> Trolley makes sense in closed space. Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, I guess because everything is touchable. Yeah. And then the Sorcerer's Workshop. And I don't actually know what that is. Uh, the Sorcerer's Workshop, if I remember correctly, uh, has to do with animation. And I think it's where kids can go in and like learn to draw kind of thing. I think oh, cool. that's what that is. Awesome. But uh, yeah, anything that is in inside and takes 15 minutes or more is, is closed. And I think that's great. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with a lot of the queues for some of these rides, especially for the higher ticket rides. Like, yeah. Like what about um, uh, the Guardians ride? Because while the ride may take less than 15 minutes, the actual queue itself is like easily more than that. Totally. Well, I mean, I know what they're doing at Disney World is making cues that break the magic a little bit. They are uh, getting cues to go backstage and stuff. Um, oh. Yeah. That, that would be weird. Right? Just because everyone has to be so spaced out, though. I mean, they, what I'm really curious about is the Haunted Mansion. Because in Disney World, you can just walk through the elevator. But the elevator has a function in Disneyland. You have to go down that elevator. Yeah. Um, so I'm very curious as to how they'll do that. And I think it might be a magic breaking thing or they're mm-hmm. like, how can they put like six people in the elevator and it be a functional line? Like, I just don't think they can. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do. Hmm. It'll be very interesting. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to Disneyland during a pandemic. I just want to know what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. It's more just out of curiosity than anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that's that's the list. Well, that was that was good. That was a lot. That was quite a uh, hefty amount of news Disney and updates news. and stuff. Yeah. But it was a nice chat. That was yeah. a half hour of Disney news. But I loved yeah, it. That was solid. I think that helps make up for the fact that everything else that we're about to talk about doesn't probably probably won't take a whole lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So next thing we're we're talking about is this <laughs> this animation. This uh, the second of the Disney propaganda films. It's not uh, as easy to watch. No. This 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 one legitimately. I was sitting there and I was like, oh shit. This is this is heavy. Yeah, like, this it was heavy. really heavy. So I am, of course, uh, talking about uh, the uh, the animated film Education for Death, The Making of the Nazi. Mm-hmm. Now, this particular animation is actually based on a book. Uh, it's based on a book written by uh, a gentleman by the name of Gregor Ziemer, mm-hmm. uh, who was an author and educator who lived in Germany from 1928 to 39, who wrote the book after he fled from Germany on the eve of the Second World War. So the book highlights what was going on in the schooling system of the German youth, basically teaching them how, effectively, how to become Nazis. And like, how to indoctrinate them into uh, into the Nazi belief and all this other stuff. So, uh, and so I, as I was watching it, I was kind of like thinking like, oh, well, how much of this is, you know, classic, classic propaganda exaggeration, right? Mm-hmm. And then I found that out and I was like, oh, so this is, this isn't like a cartoon like the previous one, like Defira's Face, where this is basically just like the Disney company, you know, trying to take the piss out of Nazi and Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah. This I mean, is just interject them. for a second. They do yeah. take the piss out of the Nazis by giving them some hilarious caricatures that I'll talk oh, about I, later. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, Go ahead. but in general, like they they took the book and they basically animated the story. Yeah, and so that really kind of took me, uh, took me back, or took me. What, what's the phrase? I was taken aback. Yes, by that fact. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, that's – all right, well, that's interesting. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was intense. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was effective. I don't I, – I mean, I think children uh, love watching animation no matter what, and I think that no child watching this movie is going to uh, think anything uh, uh, charitable or positive about the – Nazis after that. No. It's wild. Yeah. Um, it's very frightening. It's very frightening to watch children um, be brainwashed. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's messed up. Yeah. It's very, very, it, it's pretty intense. But like, I didn't realize, like, like, I've, I've, I've heard of the book Mein Kampf. I've heard that it was a very significant book to, you know, to the Nazis and like to mm-hmm. that whole regime and everything. But what I didn't realize was the fact that Mein Kampf was basically thrust in everyone's hands in almost a replacement for the Bible to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I've we've we've all heard of the of the Hitler youth. We've heard of that concept. We've heard of the fact that that's effectively what this is. But to really see it 
in i guess like in effect and that sort of thing like it was it was a little jarring and very shocking for me yeah and it's yeah it's very yeah, and, scary and, yeah and like i think the, the only like the only word i can think of to truly do this to truly do this do this uh uh short film justice is dark it was very dark yeah and like it's we've seen dark. and like we've seen dark from disney before like look at the black cauldron yeah but, but not like this but not like this this was like it's jarring yeah it was it was pretty intense yes um I did think I just uh, sent you uh, <laughs> yeah, not, up yeah. on the Instagram. This little <laughs> they they did these little caricatures of of um, Nazi figures for the classroom, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's Hitler and so on. But there's this one of Goebbels that is so hilarious. I I think Goebbels is the can I swear? Yeah, of fucking worst. And um, the little caricature they made of him filled me with delight because he. He's the worst. I'm. Mm. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. He dealt with a, a bunch of like the propaganda stuff, right? Yeah, uh, Goebbels was just a fucking creep. Yes. What What did he do? He did. Um, he was known for his skills in public speaking and his deep, deep anti-Semitism, mm. and he was Hitler's one of his closest and most devoted people followers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just awful guy. I, I actually looked up because I, I had never actually seen a picture of him. So I looked up him on YouTube and I just I'd find him repellent. I can't. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I, I think like this movie is 10 minutes long. It is so vicious. I think really mm-hmm. we can't we cannot assume that Walt Disney was in any way friends with Adolf Hitler if this is what he was producing with his company. Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't anti-Semitic, but I think like there's there's no way mm-hmm. that he was friends with him. So yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because even even in the sequence when they're talking about how they would basically not rewrite, but they would uh, give new give new meaning to old fairy tales. Like specifically, they brought up the story of of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And they were saying about how like, oh yeah, in this story Sleeping Beauty is Germany and the prince that comes to save uh, Sleeping Beauty is Hitler himself and he yeah. and he scares away democracy which is depicted by uh by the evil witch and saves Germany, right? And yeah. it's like and even then in in that whole sequence, even though they're telling the story as it would have as it would have been relayed to the Hitler youth uh, even the caricatures of Hitler and of Germany are very exaggerated. So, mm-hmm. like they were, even though they were trying to do something right in the sense that they were trying to be accurate about the the discussion and portrayal, they were still trying to take the piss out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was just it was a very intense, very intense uh, cartoon. Definitely much more than I had originally. Uh, in uh anticipated uh because like i like i knew this was going to be something i knew it was going to be weird i knew it was going to be you know a propaganda film so i was kind of expecting something like oh this this will be interesting this will be a very silly thing and then i was like oh no oh shit like yeah I, i i don't even think this is for kids like i think this is for like the parents of the kids just yeah. to kind of be like look how good your children have it here in yes. the United States, you know, they're not immediately indoctrinated into this 
this whole thing they're not uh subjugated to um what's it called um they're basically not uh oh how do i put it um they're not under scrutiny from the day that they're born right because the big thing that they were talking about here is that uh when when the kids were born the parents have to prove their lineage uh basically proving that they've been that they're germans like from however many generations ago to prove the purity of the aryan of the aryan bloodline and then it's like which is already a huge like holy shit and then like if the kid gets sick it's like he better get better otherwise we're gonna euthanize him like like what (laughs) i I don't i don't like that's insane Mm mm-hmm But I mean, I haven't had time yet to like explore everything in this. And I think the other thing to remember is that propaganda is propaganda on both sides. Yes, Um, it's true. Not saying in any way Nazis are in any way good. I'm just saying I'm not sure of the exact how factual every single thing against Nazis in this is. And I think it's, you know, say what you need to say to get people to realize how bad it is. Um, Yeah. But it's it is tricky. I I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was definitely wow. It was it was a hell of a thing. It was a hell of a it, thing. Yeah, uh, very recommend very much recommend you going on YouTube to see it. It's extremely disturbing. Mm-hmm. Search education education for death, the making of a Nazi, and it'll come mm-hmm. right up. It's about ten minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. worth seeing. It's wow. pretty intense. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I believe after this. What's uh I can't remember the name of the next one after this that we're gonna be looking at. I'm trying to find it now. <laughs> Make my music? No, I meant like the propaganda movie. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the ne- the propaganda movie that's happening after this. Oh. There's a whole bunch. I there's Commando Duck Commando Duck, and yeah. Donald Duck in the old army game. Uh, Donald then, gets drafted, and the Spirit of Forty Three. I don't think those are those. I think those are just general like army ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because oh. like I know that I know that the Disney Company also made uh, cartoons specifically for the army, for the yeah. American army, kind of like talking about the process, uh, mm-hmm. but specifically the propaganda films, like the anti-Nazi propaganda films is the ones that i was uh thinking about mm. but I anyway find them again but we'll we'll find them after yes. and we'll figure it out yes uh, i know that there's four more for us to watch and i remember i had the list but for some reason it went away and i can't remember how i well, how i found it <laughs> i found the list earlier this morning and googling it again just now i couldn't find it but we'll find it, it. yeah it's interesting how hard it is to find these yeah like, anyway but next up so now a bit on a bit of a on a bit of a lighter note now we <laughs> yeah. are going to go into make mine yeah we're going into make mine music which is mm-hmm. the third of the uh wartime era films now what was your general uh sense of this film um i thought it was cool uh-huh but Oh, I don't mean to be critical, but I thought it was like a poor man's Fantasia. hundred percent. I'm not even, I, I don't even think that's you being cruel. I think that's you being factual. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> like hundred percent. This is basically just like a poor man's Fantasia. 
Yeah. There's a like, lot of really cool stuff in it and a lot of stuff that I was not interested in and wouldn't watch again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I've watched it. I'm kind of done. It's like, all right, <laughs> it happened. Cool. Oh, that uh, happened. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, uh, Make Mine Music, if you've never heard of it, because I hadn't, is not available on Disney Plus and for good reason, I think. But... Um, it's, and just that uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not that it's not good. It's uh, the the first sequence especially was censored because of the gun use. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the the because I found it, I found the whole film uh, online, like mm-hmm. illegally, obviously. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and so I was watching it, and it jumped directly. Like it had the opening titles of Make My Music, and then it jumped into the Blue Bayou sequence. And oh. yeah, and so. When I was looking it up, I was like, oh, there's, wait, there's a whole first sequence? Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. So, like, the uh, apparently in the U.S. and I believe in Canada, when it was released, that whole first sequence, the Martins and the Coys, was com- was completely removed. Yes. Uh, yes. And I think only in the U.K. was it included, I believe. I'm not sure about that, but regardless, I thought it was a little shocking. I just thought it was super over the top. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it. I, I I hate domestic violence as comedy. That's like uh-huh. the punchline is like, oh, she's beating up her husband and shooting him and stuff. And yeah, it's not appropriate. But um, yeah, it was super over the top. I thought it was it depicts gun violence and people dying from it in a cartoony yeah. way. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I researched that I found out that uh, got censored and it was uh, all the cats join in because it shows a nude teenage girl. Yes. I re- yes, I recall I recall that. It was um the segment was still included but I think they still they mildly censored it. They mildly uh, censored it and they had a fight about yeah. it. Yeah, and I uh apparently in I believe it's in Japan is that the they fe- they they still feature some of the mild female nudity intact and uncensored. Mm-hmm. I uh, went and found it, and it is oh. not that titillating, but it's very pretty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's one of those um, like, oh, it's one of those like, oh, we did this, we probably shouldn't have, so let's fix it, kind of things. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, exactly. it really wasn't that bad. It's 1946, and it's like, it's a girl is going to have a shower, so you see her getting dressed, but you never really see anything. You see her bare back, you see her naked silhouette behind yeah. the shower door, stuff like that. It, uh, there, it is more risque than anything in a mainstream Disney movie now. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Like they, yeah. they, you would never see Elsa getting dressed after a shower with her bare back. No, that's very true. And, yeah. So to me, it was just beautiful and and not risque. But like, I I get it. Um. Anyway, yeah. should we talk about the sequences one at a time? Just say, say your impressions. Yeah, might as well. So we'll start with uh, the Martins and the Coys. So like you mm-hmm. already said, this one's already like hugely problematic, and I kind yeah. of, I kind of have to agree to a certain extent. Uh. Yeah, just it was like on the one hand, I did see it as very, very uh, over the top and exaggerated and like that and that sort of thing. Um, But also majestic. Hold on. (laughs) But also, um, let me see. Just yeah, it was just a weird, weird cartoon that just kind of went in so many different directions like it was like you're like here here's a feuding family and now they're shooting each other and oh they pretty much killed each other off 
like they all died except for the last two remaining members of the family. They go mar- they go get married and then, they're hot. Because they're hot. They go get married <laughs> and then like have a giant party and then go home and then oh surprise the feud is still going on. And she's and abusing like, him and yeah. that's the joke. Yeah, and it's like uh <laughs> okay. Well, I, uh, I I'd feel better if it was about the hubris of uh gun uh, use and then at the end the two people got married and were in love and were just like two and the maybe like the the ghosts of their families were in the clouds above making it rain because that's what it does in the cartoon and they were like too bad and they just put a make it put on a fire and they let the put buckets under the leaks and they snuggle up that would be a nice message but the message is not nice nope it's not. <laughs> um so, the yeah. The character design of Grace, the girl that survives, is very cute. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed watching that animation, but like overall, it didn't make me feel happy uh, to watch. But I did do some research, and I found out it is based on a real historical event. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, beca- uh, of uh, Hatfield, the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, uh, they've been featured in popular culture a lot, and uh, not with the nuance that was actually present. Uh, but it was a real feud between two families, and uh, they signed a their descendants signed a truce in two thousand three. Oh wow! Yeah, that's wow. Because I mean, they from... weren't still actively fighting, but no, but still, but like the the fact because this this thing had been going on since like the late ni- mid to late nineteenth century. Yes. From what I understand. Uh, Yes, I actually have the Wikipedia article open here. Between 1880 and 1891, the feud claimed more than a dozen members of the two families. That's insane. And the feud reached its peak during the 1888 New Year's Night Massacre. Oh. Brutal. That is brutal. A fun subject for a cartoon. But again, like, good for them for pushing the envelope. But in the end, it's just not a positive message. And I'm glad it was censored. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm glad it's kind of not there. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> admittedly, like, if that was, like, if that was, like, the first cartoon that I had seen, I would have definitely been a bit taken aback. And so I'm kind of glad that they pulled it and then instead yeah. started with the Blue ba- with Blue Bayou. But it's funny because Blue Bayou is so low energy that it's, like, it's not, like, of course it's beautiful, but it's a weird beginning for a film as well. So, like, I don't know. I really do, like, I make my music more in theory than anything else, but it is a bit of a mess totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I but, agree. You know, moving on to Blue Bayou, there's no story. It features uh, two egrets flying through the Everglades. Egret looks like a white heron um, on a moonlight moonlit night, and it's just a really nice thing. It was supposed to be a sequence in Fantasia, and it was uh, it featured animation originally created for Fantasia that was supposed to be set to Claire de Lune, uh, but it is not set to Claire de Lune. It's set uh, to a new song, Blue Bayou, performed by the Ken Darby singers. Um, I wonder if the restaurant in Pirates of the Caribbean is based, is named after this sequence. I had that same thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be because it's supposed to take place in the Everglades, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it it could be. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think so because like, yeah, because you're right. The The sequence itself is not particularly high energy. It's gorgeous. Um, but it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like visually, it's beautiful. So, I mean, like if the connection is there, then that's great because like it wouldn't be a bad connection to have. Yeah, I think I like to think that it must be named after that. I um, 
it's really beautiful. It's a very short sequence. I really recommend watching it. Um, but it's very so quiet. These, Not much happens. Yeah. So many of these sequences were very, very short. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just a very, very strange movie. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, after that is... Gorgeous. Uh, but after yes. that... Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, after that is All the Cats Join In, which mm-hmm. I, which musically I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. very cool. Uh, I liked I, it I really musically liked and I liked the animation a lot as well. Mm. Um, I yeah. really, I really love the animation trope of like, draw, like you, you'll paint something and it'll come to life. And like the guy, the little teenager needs money, so the paintbrush paints him a little dime for the jukebox. I love that kind of thing. So a plus for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do think that that was very, very, very clever and very fun. Yes, and again, yeah. so risque. I know, my goodness. Um, and there's this really cute little sister character. So basically the idea is one teenager wants to go on a teenage adventure and he calls a girl and um, her little sister is bothering her while she's trying to get ready for her date. And it's really cute. Classic little sister trope. Yeah, super, super cute. Highly recommended it for me. That's the whole story. A bunch of hep cat teens go and get swept away by popular music. Yeah. They end up at the malt <laughs> shop. They're all dancing. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, I'd, I'd love to party with them. Yeah. And then uh, the next sequence. I mean, I is there anything else to say about it? It's really cute. Watch it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. Um, and we move on to Without You. That's the next sequence. How did you feel about Without You, Anwar? Um... Oh my god, like I'm actually trying, I literally watched it this morning, but I completely forgot about it. Well, that's exactly what I thought about it, too. <laughs> like, I, I I, cannot, for the life of me, remember anything about that sequence. That's because it's incredibly forgettable, in my opinion. Um, it's just uh, Andy Russell singing about his lost love to some pretty images, and it's boring as hell. But what are the images? Uh, there's like a window with like a sunset out of it. And then he goes out of the window. And then I'm not, I'm not even, I don't really remember either. Oh my it God. Is very like, boring. It's actually gone from my brain. I, I cannot for the life of me remember anything about this sequence. Right. Um, well, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's three minutes and 48 seconds long. And I'm opening it now. Um, okay. So basically there's a window. Yeah, and he uh, and he looks out the window for a long time, and then outside the window is the rain and nature and a tree, and a fountain and the sky, and it's just a bunch of backgrounds. Then there's some trees, and then it goes back in the window, and that's it. Wow, it's mostly just backgrounds with like some sparkles animated over them. It is a very simple sequence, and I don't think it's Disney's best work, and I don't know why he approved it. Honestly, I think it was because they just needed something to fill it to fill the time mm-hmm. like hey we got this whole thing we got this we got this sequence should we do it yes just do it <laughs> yeah but i don't blame you for not remembering i only remember because i just opened the youtube to like go through what happens nothing happens there's nothing to remember it's just a bunch of backgrounds that's so and very funny the song at least for us is very very dated as well ah so well meh. Eh. okay well it was a thing it happened <laughs> yeah yeah and then after and that is Casey at the bat. Casey at the bat. I mean, this is just not meant for me. I don't. I did not care about this at all. Uh, I thought. It, I thought it was meh. Yeah. I mean, I don't like sports anyway. Really, it's just not my thing. But I. I didn't. I. I can buy into a sports thing if it's really well done, and I. I just didn't really like it. 
Yeah, I just thought it, I just all in all, I just thought it was kind of meh. I mean, I I appreciate them wanting to like visualize and animate this poem. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that the, them trying to do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought all in all, I thought it was okay. I thought it was cute and fun, yeah. but other than well, that, I was like, eh. This movie is conceptually, again, very similar to Fantasia, and it's like, if you can't help but compare this to Fantasia as you're watching it. Yeah. And the whole time you're like, ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's so very meh. It's so very meh. And yeah. I, I don't want to sell it short. Of course, the quality of the animation is very good, and there's some cute stuff in it, but I was bored the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I also, it actually, this was when it really struck me how um, misogynistic film has been, because it was like all these fascinating male, like, to, to them at least, very fascinating male character designs, male characters doing all this stuff, and then three identical women who only swoon. They're only there to swoon. And they all look the same. And they all look the same. I'm not offended by it. Real, like I'm not offended by it, but it's just like what a silly thing. I would have loved to see a bunch of like girls playing baseball or something. It's just it's so typical. Mm-hmm. There's nothing creative about it, it other than the fact that it's good animation. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, Apparently, I'm, there was a sequel cartoon. Yes, but uh, I'll watch it later. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, I'm I no I, I'm like meh. I don't particularly care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is... It's not that, like, I feel negatively about Make My Music overall. I, like, I'm I'm always happy when people make art. It's just, I, yeah. it's not my cup of tea overall. Um, but anyway, then Two Silhouettes. How did you like Two Silhouettes? Two Silhouettes I did really like. Good. Uh, mainly because... First off, I thought it was really cool that they had Dinah Shore come in and sing a song. Yeah, that was nice. Secondly, I really liked because it was all rotoscoped. Yes, and I enjoy the look of rotoscoping a lot. I think it looks very magical. Yeah, it does because it's like you're looking at this thing and you're like, this isn't this is this is animated by hand, yet uh, this particular aspect of this animation is live action, but it's also not live action. Yeah, and so it's it surreal. Like, yeah, it's very very cool. I I dug it. I really liked it. I dug it too. That was pretty much really the only thing about it. Yeah, there's no story. It's just actual ballet dancers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and like with what it was, I thought it was great because it it did it did what it needed to do. It was like Mm -hmm. we're gonna have two we're gonna have two ballet dancers dance to this song, and then that's it. Yeah. But you know what? All right. yeah, totally. I think it would have been served better by being surrounded by stronger material, but overall, mm. liked it a lot. Um, I did Google it to see a little more information, and uh, it is often the least popular segment of the movie for people, but I'd watch Two Silhouettes on a Loop forever rather than uh I would rather Casey watch this. The than, yeah, like, I would much rather watch that sequence as opposed to, like, the others that we just talked about i agree i agree with you yeah um but yeah it's pretty there's no story it's worth looking at uh if you just want to search that out of context uh two silhouettes from make my music and then we move on to i don't know i think this might be for me the strongest segment in the film it's not necessarily just the strongest it's the most famous well that too it it is often played out of context 
well because like we've seen this character before we've seen the character of peter in the past like in various uh in various ways he has appeared uh and this his 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 uh, melodic theme is also something that we've heard before mm-hmm. right and i think that's and maybe that's pro- uh, probably because it's based on an actual composition by prokofiev uh that i'm pretty sure kind of leaked its way into popular culture but i think that's yeah. probably because of this sequence oh that's interesting but yeah like right. peter and the wolf is super in the zeitgeist and yeah um, it was enchanting to me to watch it was i thought it was cute yeah um i loved seeing they how they interpreted the the music into the animation i thought it was so cool i loved the cat yes the cat was very fun mm-hmm. i i think for me this is probably the most fantasia type sequence yes. than the others but only really because uh sterling holloway who narrated uh this one again here's here's sterling Love he's, sterling he's holloway back. uh he's back but but he's getting those paychecks uh, oh yeah he deserves um, it he narrated he not only narrated it but also gave the explanation of the various instruments uh mm-hmm. and and their meanings right and i think that and that was very similar to what happened in fantasia when uh the host was giving us the the meanings of various uh sounds and uh, instruments and that sort of thing. So uh, for me, it, this is probably the closest to uh, Fantasia style than the rest of the than the rest of this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I just found something out about Sterling Holloway that's maybe a bit of a digression. Oh, I never knew this, but uh, throughout his life, Sterling Holloway remained a confirmed bachelor. Oh, a confirmed bachelor in the mm-hmm. 1940s? I wonder what that could mean. Yeah. He said this was because he felt lacking in nothing and did not wish to disturb his pattern of life. And then he adopted a son. I think... I think some thoughts about that. <laughs> so, I... Mean, I, mm. I mean, like, it was the 40s. Very interesting. Right? <laughs> um... <laughs> So I, I Google I, I clicked on the confirmed bachelor Wikipedia page because I didn't know there was a confirmed bachelor Wikipedia page. And um, uh, so what the first sentence is, is uh, he never married was a phrase commonly used by obituary writers in the United Kingdom as a euphemism for the deceased having been homosexual. Mm-hmm. Its use has been dated to the second half of the 20th century and may be found in coded and non-coded forms, such as when the subject never married but was not homosexual. A similar phase is confirmed bachelor. I don't know. I think that I know what was going on with Sterling Holloway. Again, a quote-unquote confirmed bachelor in the 1940s, living in Hollywood, working Mm -hmm. in Hollywood... Who said he was happier with no one and then adopted a son. I mean, like, come on. I don't know. I, yeah. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense just based on how dapper he was. I don't want to sell, like, if if he's up there being like, no, I just liked being alone. Like, sorry. But um, that's very interesting. And I'm very happy to know that about him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh. Yes, so we we stand Sterling. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you might know him better as the original voice of Winnie the Pooh, so I think it's pretty special. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Ka, 
Like yeah, he's Mr. He's, Stork. He, yeah, he's done a whole slew of voices and things for Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that is after you've gone. Yeah. Now I, I enjoyed this segment. If if only really because the music was very fun. I it left me a bit cold, but I am just a person who doesn't really like jazz. I dated a uh, pianist for a couple of years, and I've just had my fill. Uh, um, but that's just me. It doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> I'm very specific about the kind of jazz I like. This mm-hmm. the, the the jazz that's in this segment is the kind of jazz that I like. It's very fun, upbeat. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the quiet, cold, smooth jazz. Totally. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I thought it was very charming. I thought it was well animated. It reminded me uh-huh. a lot of the first half of Fantasia. Yes. Yeah. I thought that, yeah, yeah. I thought this was uh, another pretty strong sequence. Yeah. In, uh, in this, it, it's funny because like the, it seems like the latter half of this film has the stronger sequences. I agree. Cause like you get, the first half is Martin and the Coys, which is not good. Yeah. The blue Bayou, which while visually is beautiful, it really isn't have doesn't have much going on. Yeah. All the cats join in is cute, but it's very short. It's kind of yeah. Eh. Without you, it wouldn't. It's not enough. Yeah. Without you, again, like I'm, I'm completely Massively forgettable. forgettable. <laughs> uh, uh, Casey, Casey at the bat, meh, meh. And then you have the two silhouettes, which comes in and is which is visually, lovely. Which is lovely. Uh, beautiful song. Visually, very very good. Peter yeah, and the but wolf. It, great. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if the whole movie was stuff like Two Silhouettes and Blue Bayou, it would be boring as hell. Oh, so yeah. while they're very good, it's it's not enough. No. And then Peter and the Wolf is incredibly fun and, again, iconic. Like, the, the that melody is very iconic. Like, people know that melody when they hear it. They're like, oh, I know that. And it's like, yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> af- af- after You've Gone, again, very, very fun with all the little instruments and the jazz and it's all very good. And then Johnny Fedora and Alice and Alice Blue Bonnet. I thought this was also very cute. It was very good. I loved it. I love that they ended up as horse hats. Sorry, yeah. that's a spoiler, but they end up as horse hats together. It's really nice. I thought it was a cute little love story of anthropomorphic yeah. hats. I, I wish we'd <laughs> seen more of the girl hat, like, striving to get back to him, too. But he was really cute. Uh, the little fedora that's trying to get to his love. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think this was based on a, like, it, it, this is another one of those things where it was, like, based on a story. I, I think you're probably I right. I don't know. Uh, the Wikipedia doesn't tell me, but the Andrews sisters provided the vocals, and I love the Andrews sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have our finale, which was the whale uh, who wanted to sing at the Met. Which? What did you think? I mean, I liked it, but then it ended, and I made it, and it made me very sad. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I have never hated anything so much. I'm never going to watch it ever again. I hated it. I was just very sad. I was like, oh, this is how the sequence ends? And that's how the movie ends? <laughs> what? I, I think, like, they're trying to make it an opera, but I, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work at all. It's also, if this was on Disney+, Plus, it would have to have a big old, hey, there's some racist stuff in here, because hearing Nelson Eddy sing Shortening Bread is very weird, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, it was a little weird. Yeah, it's uh, short and bread is well. I'm not going to sing it for you because it's not for me to sing. It's for black people to sing, and a person like Nelson Eddy singing in a very um, white operatic, well, operetta ick way, singing um, 
an African-American folk song is very uncomfortable to me. It mm-hmm. sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, just the ending made me so sad. I couldn't enjoy yeah, it at all. Like, he gets harpooned. Yep. He, he dies. He, he dies. And it's so long. They build up, you know, believing in him for so long. He's done nothing wrong. He just wants to be an opera singer. He just wants to sing at the Met. <laughs> just let the whale sing. Let the whale the sing. The poor oh thing. My God. I don't. I just think. I I don't know. I, I hated it. It ruined it for me. It ruined the movie. If I had to go and pay a quarter or whatever movie tickets cost at that time <laughs> to go see this, and that was the last sequence, I would be really upset. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. The whole yeah. thing was very, like, oh. Incredibly sad. I liked the music, but that's because it was, it was, uh, it had selected some very, very good songs. Yep. Uh, but then, yeah, like, <laughs> like just why why they ha- why do you have to die i know it's this like i so felt sad. bad ever since i watched it i really love that little whale character i love whales and i can't believe it uh his name was willie and he has incredible musical talent and big dreams and three and then, uvulas for some reason <laughs> well so he can sing in harmony with himself he's amazing and then but that's not go. how that works well no <laughs> just, but like i mean i get i get why they were trying to explain what they were trying to explain i get why they said why they did it but then at the same time i was like but that's not actually how that works yep like like your uvula isn't what gives you your voice or gives you your vocal range yeah that's not what that is and if he's magic you just killed him yep you just killed a magical whale stupid and that's the end of it you don't even get like a little yeah, like okay it's fine that's just it that's the end i mean like the 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 it only becomes quote unquote fine because you find out oh he's singing in heaven and it's like no. oh he's an angel whale now but at the same time it's like yeah but Wayne. still he's still dead <laughs> He's still dead. He's still dead. I can't believe it. I could literally talk about not being able to believe that they killed that whale all day. I'm shook. (laughs) (laughs) So shook. Oh, Oh, I understand now why this film is not on Disney Plus. I think I think we can move past it as a society. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like after watching this, I'm kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Keep it off. I'm okay with that because, like, almost none of this film is particularly memorable. The or only one, or positive, like Peter and the Wolf, is could 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 be its own standalone little cartoon sequence. Yeah, easily, and right? it is, and 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 that's fine. Like, keep that. That's okay. But then all the other ones are just kind of like either super problematic, super like boring. Or, you know, leave you feeling really sad. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, why do these exist? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'd recommend someone, like, Wiki Make Mine Music and maybe check out some of the sequences on YouTube themselves with the context that this is historical and shouldn't be your movie night. No, definitely not. If you make this your movie night, you're not going to have sex afterwards. How about that? It's not. It's it. No, it's not a movie to watch if you want to have a good time 
Yeah. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> Don't watch it to have a good time. <laughs> watch it to learn about the hubris of the human condition. Exactly. Oh my yeah. god. Well, on that note. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next? Are we watching something nice next week? We are actually. Next week is fun and fancy free. Oh, that sounds all right. But make my music sounded all right. I don't know if I trust you. I've never seen this. <laughs> no, this this one this one's good. I promise. I have actually seen this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Fun and Fancy Free is another one of the, is it has uh, two stories. Um, this this one has this is the one with uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I've that's seen where that out of context. Yes. Yeah, so this so this is where that cartoon is from. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting because, uh, it's also, I believe the first time, um, the, I, I don't even know, I can't remember his name, but it's, uh, it was a very famous ventriloquist who'd worked with Disney in the past, uh, who had this character who was kind of like, I don't know if he was like his, supposed to be his son or like some sort of like. Uh, his wa- his ward i think it's his ward uh this puppet character who has like a monocle and uh he's like a young kid and he like uh and the idea was that he he'd use this character in some other sequences like in um uh in like wonderful world of disney mm-hmm. like in like the saturday or sunday morning sequences and stuff like that uh, so he'd been he'd been seen I think he'd been see, he was seen at at that point like he uh, came in a little bit later as a more of a standard uh, figure in Disney uh, but yeah but that's that's but it's like these these puppet characters uh, are holding like a little uh, like a house party and uh, they're telling they're telling stories and one of the stories that they tell is about this circus bear who escapes the circus who's trying to live in the forest and then the other story is the is the uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, okay. it's also it's also the return of Jiminy Cricket. We also have Jiminy Cricket back. Oh, that's nice. Well, then Which I look forward cute. to that to cleanse yes. my palate. It's it's very cute. I promise you, you will enjoy it. All right. Well, it, it, it's very good. Any last thoughts? Um. Yeah. Uh. Don't watch Make My Music. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe they killed that whale. Literally, it is so sad. If that kind of thing makes you sad, like I've been depressed all morning since I watched that. So just oh, take that, God. put put it in your pocket. All right. Today, today was just a very very emotional episode. I mean, very like, emotional. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. Oh my goodness! Like we had <laughs> we, we we had the 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 Nazis thing, and then we have like this movie, and it was just wow, just, just so, so much, much death. <laughs> So much sad and yeah, death. Literally, they in the original Peter and the Wolf, the Sonia, the Sonia the Duck gets eaten by the wolf, and they were like, "There's too much sadness in this movie. We're changing it so she doesn't die." Yeah. Well, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "Oh shit! They killed the duck," and yeah. like they even had it where they showed the duck in heaven waving goodbye. So I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like they actually killed the duck. They the literally duck was actually eaten it. by the wolf. They That's literally changed funny. it because there's too much darkness in the <laughs> d- movie. I mean, like, sh- at, <laughs> on its own, the cartoon on its own, I, w- I, I was okay with it. I was like, oh, like, it is a little, like, it was a little intense that they did end up killing the duck. But then at the same time, like, yeah, but also this duck was, like, basically taunting this wolf. And this wolf is going to eat the duck. 
Yeah. So like I weirdly I was I was like kind of okay with it sort of. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, but maybe that's I don't just cuz I'm problem. but maybe that's just cuz I'm super morbid. <laughs> um <laughs> oh yeah like i mean that's the original ending to the act it's not like disney came up with the story or anything no but like i'm glad they gave me a bit of a break yes. i'm just glad they gave me a bit of a break yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> i mean admittedly like if i if my my final words on this movie are don't watch the movie just watch the peter and the wolf sequence yeah if any yeah if you're gonna or, take anything yeah. from that movie just the Peter and the Wolf sequence. Yeah, if you're only going to watch one thing, that's very, very well done. Yeah. All right. Yes. Let's go get some eye bleach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oy vey. Anyway. Oy vey. So Till next time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so join us next time when we when we talk about something a little more upbeat and a little, a little more, more chill. And a little more chill, you know. It's got you know, we have we have the, we have our trio. We have uh Mickey Donald Goofy. Uh, um, in the cartoon next time, so that'll be. And very I've been nice. missing Goofy. I can't. Yeah, wait. yeah, I've been missing Goofy too. Yeah. Good old Goofy. He's so silly. We love him. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Uh, follow us soon. on our various social sites, of course, at at cast underscore diz on the Twitters and on the Instagrams. Uh, Facebook dot com slash discast. Uh, like us, review us, uh, tell your friends about us so that they can follow us and then we can all talk about Disney together and so that more people can download and subscribe to us because d- doing that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Well said. Yes. yes. Bye, everybody. Cheer us up by doing that. Bye, everyone. <laughs> we'll, see- <laughs> we'll-, <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good, have a good one, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.